Hello, product innovators. Today we learned from a 30-year e-commerce veteran on how to choose an e-commerce platform for your hardware product business. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, the show that helps bring your product idea to life by chatting with successful inventors, product developers, manufacturers, and hardware industry professionals. Our goal here is to get to the bottom of what makes a product successful, from initial idea to getting your product on store shelves. We're taking you step-by-step to build a functional product and scale your product business. Hosted by Kevin Mako, one of North America's leading experts experts on hardware development for small product businesses. Now, onto the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Tim Bucarelli to the show. Tim is a director at Iron Plane, an e-commerce agency that works with many large product brands. Tim has been a leader in the e-commerce space for almost 30 years. Today, Tim is going to share some valuable knowledge on how inventor startups and small manufacturers can understand what e-commerce is, how to choose a great e-commerce platform for your current and future product needs, and how to do a good job of building out your platform, especially around business-to-business sales. Now, on to the episode. Hey, Tim. Welcome to the show. Kevin, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, we're excited to talk to you about e-commerce. You obviously work with many brands, some small brands, but also some very sizable brands, uh, primarily in the middle market, uh, scaling up their e-commerce initiatives. So it's something that's really important to any hardware startup or scale up, thinking about e-commerce, how to do it, and how to do it well. First and foremost, how'd you get to where you are today? So I've been involved in e-commerce and technology for many years from working at a satellite telecommunications company in the 90s and transitioning over into kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, specialty food, and managing a mail order business for specialty food shipments throughout the US, but always really focused on translating those businesses into the online realm. So building out e-commerce websites, meeting our customers' needs online, and delivering our products throughout the country. Right on. That's a great history, a great segue into building companies in their entire e-commerce presence today. So for those of you who are unfamiliar that are listening, Tim, can you just give us a bit of an explanation of what is e-commerce and why is it important to a scaling up hardware brand? Sure. So e-commerce, I mean, pretty much everyone is going to be familiar with sites like Amazon, for example, and that is kind of the pinnacle of e-commerce today where you are essentially going and purchasing what you need or want online with a credit card or with a variety of other payment mechanisms today. So it's just a way for people who are online to purchase your products. That's essentially what e-commerce is. Now, there is just something to clarify here. E-commerce is typically thought of as strictly a business to consumer arrangement, B2C, but it actually can play a very substantial role in manufacturers' sales enablement. It can also be for distributors and wholesalers. So all it is, it's making use of the internet to improve your efficiency in selling your products. That's really, at the at the end of the day, what you're trying to do with e-commerce. I'm glad you brought that up because there really are those two elements. And we've actually had folks on the show that focus strictly on e-commerce only to business to business, which is interesting because traditionally when people think of e-commerce, they think of selling to the mass public via Amazon or Shopify or one of these other platforms, but there's more to it, especially today. 
It's a giant evolving beast that has many different elements. And if you're not thinking of e-commerce yet, it's something that needs to be on your radar no matter what your business plan is, because probably something to do with e-commerce will fit well, or at least amplify what you're trying to do, no matter what way you plan on selling or licensing or growing your product brand. You know, it can be a relatively complicated thought process. Because if you do want to sell on Amazon, just as one example, they have a few different ways that you can sell on Amazon. They can manage your inventory. They can do the distribution for you. You can manage your inventory. You handle all the shipments. You have to consider the take that they get so that your margin is reduced. What pricing structure are you going to do? How are you going to make that up? But the volume potentially could be substantial. So there are a lot of situations in how you implement your e-commerce strategy. And there are so many different considerations that are business considerations as well as technology considerations. Well, let's dive into some of those. Imagine, let's start from a blank slate. So you've got a new product, you're almost ready to be manufacturing, you're getting there, and you're starting to build out your strategy for selling via e-commerce. Where do you start? What do you do? A couple of things to understand. First, it's worth understanding the market for e-commerce platforms. So there are any number of e-commerce platforms from very simple e-commerce platforms such as Wix or WooCommerce or Shopify to kind of mid-market such as big commerce to more kind of mid to enterprise scale such as Adobe Commerce or uh, Magento. So those are just the platforms. Now, you probably also have some systems in your back end that you need to integrate with your e-commerce platform. So that's another consideration. Do you have an ERP? Do you have a CRM? Do you have a you know, content management system? What elements of your back end do you need to tie in to your e-commerce solution? Because unless you tie them together, you then frequently have two areas where you need to update your inventory, two areas to update your content, two areas to make sure that your images are all up to date. So really unifying your systems is an essential component of e-commerce success. So you know your backend systems, you know your platform options, which platform options give you the greatest opportunity to connect everything. And then you have to consider, and what's that going to cost? So that's just one important starting point. Number one, get to know the platforms. What are the differences? How can they serve you the best? What systems do you have? And which of those platforms allow you to tie those systems together? So those are the really essential starting points, I would say. And then there you can go from there and really dial it in. I like that you mentioned both the front end and the back end, because everybody generally thinks first on, well, how am I going to sell this product? But then keep in mind, the back end is critical and those two things tie together. So I want to actually switch over to the back end just for a little bit. Can you go through those terms that you mentioned and describe what each of them are and how that actually applies to a strong back end system? Because in my opinion, you need to start at least with a strong foundation of how you're managing your inventory, your customers, and your data, then try and figure out which platform and how to connect to it to actually start using that to sell. Yeah. ERP is Enterprise Resource Platform, and that is essentially, most often, it's where companies house their product information, their inventory management. But just to be honest, not every company has an ERP. It could be a variety of different platforms that they use, but essentially, it's inventory, it's pricing, 
it's the the nuts and bolts of your product information. So if you've got a highly engineered product with a lot of detailed specifications, those specifications would be housed in a database, likely in a, a separate database. And you would need to make sure that you have the pipes to carry that information up to your front end so that you can display it accurately, so that you can create that experience with your audience who depends on knowing those specifications to to want to work with your product in particular. So that's just one element. And that's really the core is the pricing, the inventory management, the product details. Then there's, if you have a separate tool to create your marketing content, some people call it a, a PIM or a DAM. So a PIM is a product information management tool platform like Kineo, for example, is a popular one. And that is a central repository again for product data, but also more of the copy and the images and the banners or the taglines that you can send out to your website, but also to your marketing platforms, social media. I think those are likely two of the largest. I mean, if you really wanted to get it integrated, you would be looking at integrations with your financial system as well, so that your orders are automatically passed through into your order management system or your financial system. So those are just a few of the backend areas that are important to connect to uh, e-commerce. And I think especially for startups, it's important to realize that most of the time these things start as a spreadsheet, all of them. So you think about your ERP system. Well, that's your inventory. So you ordered 500 units. How much did you pay? How much did it cost to get it here? What's your landed cost? How much do you want to sell it for? And then where's your one-page information sheet that you're using to sell or whatever else, your marketing sheet? And that that could be it. That's how a lot of hardware startups begin. And then, of course, over time, as you start to have multiple buyers or possibly even multiple sellers, then you need more and more advanced systems over time. Right. I only mention that just because I don't want to scare folks off with all of these terms. But the reality is if you're thinking about kind of how the bigger players do it, which is what Tim's involved with, it all kind of trickles down to this basic data that you can start with on day one, just organizing in a spreadsheet, which is simple as putting your basic information that you know at the time into that spreadsheet so that it's organized. And believe it or not, a lot of startups don't even have that in place. So that's yeah. where, you know your easy first step. But then keep in mind that as things evolve, evolve over time as you get more serious, you will have to probably start integrating it with actual managed platforms so that, as Tim mentioned, it connects with these pipelines, these data pipelines between your selling material or your buyers and your platform, your underlying initial data that you're actually submitting to those various buyers. That's a really good point because I think that all of your listeners want to build their business. All of your listeners want to not just do a hundred sales a month, they want to grow. And so when you're considering what you want to be doing online and the technology that can support you, you should be looking at least out at a six year window. And can that technology scale with your scaling plans? So if you're starting out on a very simple e-commerce platform, that might be good for your budget today, but looking forward six years from now, is it going to be able to support Let's say, you know, you want to triple your sales in the first three years and then triple again in the next three years. The volume of people coming to your website will increase dramatically. The number of transactions per day, per month will increase dramatically. Your site needs to be fast, legible. It has to have all the information in it. And can that site 
support that as you plan to grow. So that's a really important consideration. Um, and it, it's not like you have to have all those systems that I mentioned, but at the very least, your vision of growth should be matched with the technology that you select. And remember, to tack on to that, it's always easier to build a system when you're smaller and have less data sets than in the future. Now is always easier, cheaper, faster than trying to retroactively do it back. And I even think of at Maco Design in the early days, when we only had a handful of clients, it was on a on a Word document yeah. in order, right? And at the four or five different clients and what the current status was. And eventually we migrated to a spreadsheet. And then from there, we migrated to CRM. But we did it always far ahead of when we actually needed it. So we are ahead of the curve because especially as you're moving from one system, especially something simple like Word to a spreadsheet or spreadsheet to a database, you're going to have manual transactions that occur. You're going to have some sort of data inaccuracies. And if you're looking through all those different inaccuracies as a larger organization, as opposed to a smaller one, it's simply going to consume more time. So one of the best things that you can do is just get comfortable with the tools, not just because of the speed and the cost to implement these systems now, but so that you can learn as an entrepreneur. You're here to build a business and to scale. So the the quicker and the easier you learn these technologies, the more you realize they're not daunting, they're not scary. In fact, they're built to be user-friendly once you actually learn how to figure them out. There's a reason that everybody's using them at the bigger levels. It's because there is that simplicity built into the complexity. And the sooner you start, the easier that process all becomes. So I, I will say one additional thing. I think for entrepreneurs small business owners maybe creating one product and really trying to drive that through the online channel you know you could probably hire a solo developer to help you implement an e-commerce website it's just important again with that scalability eventually you may need a design and development agency like iron plane this isn't a big sales pitch but i just want to make sure that that relationship is really important if you can find an agency that you can trust and depend on to grow with you and start you out and knows your business and knows your product and knows your audience and over the years can help you build out that platform for your e-commerce and optimize that platform, that's really a critical relationship. It's, it's not like you just go out, you buy an e-commerce platform. I mean, yes, in some cases, but there's always the ongoing improvement and care and feeding of that platform. And the stronger the relationship you have with an agency or development team to help you, the better you are for the long-term, I think. So that's an important element to consider. Let's focus on uh, some of the front-facing side. So we've kind of focused on the back-end and how important the data is and to be managed and built well into systems that actually can translate to the front-end platforms. Go through some of the platforms that you talked about earlier. You talked about the simple stuff, the medium stuff, and enterprise. Start at the bottom. What are some of the basic platforms that somebody could get involved with to actually sell via e-commerce? And uh, maybe some quick pros and cons to each and then work your way up to some of those mid-tier systems so that everybody can have an understanding of how a business could scale from kind of starting out small to building into a you know, mid-sized enterprise like so many of your clients have. A lot of your listeners will know WordPress, for example, and it's a very popular, it started out as really a blogging platform and it has evolved to support many very large websites from the content side of things. And over the years, their, their clientele was very interested in having an add-on to their blog for e-commerce. So essentially you would 
have your blog, but you want to sell some things on the side. And so that's where their add-on came about. And that's what WooCommerce is. So it's WooCommerce is an add-on to the WordPress platform. So that is a pretty customizable tool, but it's also because it's linked to the WordPress foundation, it may prove a little bit less robust than some of the more substantial e-commerce platforms out there. And that is, you host it somewhere on a hosting company, you can customize it to your needs over time. The flip side of that is what's called SaaS, software as a service. And that's where Shopify comes in. What that is, it's basically a central maintained piece of software that's distributed out to all of its users. So you don't really have the way to get into the Shopify core code and customize it to your needs. It's centrally managed by the Shopify team, but they've built it so that it's substantially you know, what most companies will need to serve their needs. So you know you don't have to worry about hosting. You don't have to worry about PCI compliance. You don't have to worry about site security. Shopify has that all dialed in very well. If you do want some super custom design or super custom functionality, you're not going to be able to do that with Shopify. There are other limitations within that platform because it is centrally managed. Big commerce is similar, but they've tried to open it up a little bit more so that you can do a little bit more customization and integration, but it is a SaaS platform as well. Then on the other end of the spectrum is Adobe's platform, which is Adobe Commerce. And that used to be called Magento. So Adobe purchased Magento, I think it was 2014, and they've constantly been upgrading the platform and they now have it as part of their Adobe Experience Cloud. This is very robust, very customizable, very capable of being integrated with any number of systems. This platform has been around for almost 20 years now, and a lot of people have been developing on this platform. So that's really where Ironplane specializes in that platform itself. So we know that inside and out, but we also help people make that decision, which platform is going to be best for their business. So that's kind of just a very broad introduction of some of the biggest names in e-commerce right now. I appreciate that overview. And it's great to see how you can kind of start small and lean and mean, but you're not going to have a lot of customization, but then eventually work your way up to, and depending on your business model, obviously you can start at any point in the process, but any of these are a platform that can integrate with your backend platforms. And there's all sorts of connections via Zapier and other technology that allows you to connect all this data I think the key message here is make sure that your data is linked. Your front end and your back end is linked. So you have complete exposure to exactly what's happening in real time via the cloud from your mobile phone or your computer anywhere in the world so that your data is tracked. So you're managing both your customers and your suppliers and making that link strong. And with these platforms, they all have the ability to do that, at least at a base level. And of course, as you get into the better, more customizable platforms, you have more tools available but it's important to at least start with one of these, especially as you get past your, especially as a startup, after you get past your first or second, you know, let's say set of orders, if you're selling bulk, uh, it's going to become more and more important because it is exponentially more difficult, especially as a scaling firm, especially one that scales without seeing it coming, which is quite common in hardware. Hardware is one of those things where, you know, if you do a few hundred units, well, all of a sudden now somebody knocks on your door and wants a few thousand a month. And that changes your business dramatically. And now you're scrambling to pay catch up. So the sooner that you can get these things in place, the easier it's going to be to scale when that opportunity for scale comes. And a lot of the time as well, these st structures are part of the reason that you do end up scaling. 
because you have it in order and you have the proper content and you look professional and everything's done well. So that might be the deciding factor between a buy, no buy decision for, from a substantial buyer pool. So yeah. all of this stuff kind of plays into, you know, thinking about the strategy from day one, especially as you're starting to emerge, especially if, if you're scaling, this will come into play sooner or later if you haven't brought this into place today. Yeah. And I think the world of the B2B buyers, you know, the big purchasers, their temperament has been changing. So the people who are now in those positions are, you know, 30 something and they've grown up working with the Amazons of the world. And so they come to expect that online interactivity so that they're coming into this thinking, oh, I should be able to go online right now and buy a thousand units. And oh, I know that I'm going to need those thousand units every six months. So I just want to set up a recurring order. And they might even expect that they should be able to do that online. And so knowing what your expectations are of your buyers and trying to deliver that to them online is a challenge and an opportunity because not everyone can do it and not everyone can do it well. And it's especially true if you have a customizable product, whether it's the color of the product or, you know, let's say the memory or you know other other facets of the product that you can allow your consumers to configure online how are you going to translate that configuration from a phone call or in person to your online website so these are really important considerations as you go into it what is your buyer going to expect how can you make their experience more efficient online that's great stuff tim any last tips for scaling hardware startups in the e-commerce space before we say goodbye? Well, do your research first. It's the worst case scenario is you make the wrong choice for your e-commerce platform and four years into it, you have to re-platform. That, that is a terrible situation to be in. Do your research, talk to a company that knows what they're doing and just get as many demos and learn as much as you can before you make a decision. It's great advice, Tim. Thanks again for your time today and all your words of wisdom. Look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast, the show that teaches you what it really takes to bring your product to market and turn it into a big success. This podcast series is brought to you by Maco Design and Invent, the original and leading firm in North America to provide global caliber end-to-end -end physical consumer product development to startups, inventors, and small product business clients. If you're looking for product development help on your invention, head over to macodesign.com. That's M-A-K-O design.com for a free consultation from one of Maco Design's four design studios from coast to coast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.